We are Hottest 100s and Thousands, and we have taken control of your Christmas stocking. Christmas! Oh, my Sleigh bells ringing and shit. <laughs> for years, people have been crying out for our, our Christmas episode. Yeah, this is when true. will you do a Christmas episode? When, when will when you do your when? take on the Santa Claus 2, the Escape Clause? <laughs> I like, to, I, like, I like to think of this as our diehard, personally. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, I nice. am not wearing any shoes. Um, we all have machine guns. That building was very hot. Yeah, it is very, very hot. <laughs> it was explosions, um, right? My name is Santa Claus, and I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining me once again, my three favourite elves, Nathan Harrison. Hello. Adam Buncher. Hello. Andrew McDonald. Hello. And Merry Christmas. Yeah. Christmas Day, yeah. listening to this around Christmas, or... One of the other festive holidays in this silly Kwanzaa? season. It's the war on the silly season, <laughs> <laughs> and, we're, and we're all victims from, from, from like the gritty Christmas. reboot Hollywood. You know, you're not allowed to say Merry Christmas anymore. We're gonna bring back saying Merry. Is that your Kim Jong Un again? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. very good. <laughs> I met Julia Roberts once, and she said, "David, can I ask you a question?" <laughs> And I said, yeah, yeah, sure. Are you any good at impressions? And I said, no, I'm not, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> but this is our very special Christmas episode. This is something we've been wanting to do for a while. Yeah, yeah or at least At least thrown around as an idea for a yeah. while. Okay, yeah. so for context, uh, we started this podcast, season one, on... 1993, Hottest 100, but... That was not the first countdown. It was not. No. The first one took place in 1989. And it was the Hottest 100 of all time. Yeah. Well, yeah. As up much, up as until much 18, yeah. 1989. <laughs> it, it was the Hottest 100 of a time. They did their best. <laughs> you know. You could just vote for whatever the fuck you wanted. Today, we are going to cover the entire... 1989 Hottest 100 of all time. All time, baby. And I hear you. You're saying to yourself, this will take me fucking weeks to listen to. <laughs> These guys ramble about like These nobody's caring. Well, that's where you're wrong, Andrew's hypothetical person, because we're going to cover this entire countdown in 100 minutes. Yeah. 100 songs, 100 minutes, the entire countdown, one episode. That's yeah. right. Basically, the way it'll work at the yeah. top of every minute, the Ground next rules. song is going to interrupt us mm-hmm. and we will just move on to the next song. There'll be about 10 seconds for everyone to hear a bit of the song so we know what we're talking about. And then we'll probably have about 45, 50 seconds to really get into the nitty gritty of some, you know, hard music criticism. So Merry Christmas oh. and we're very sorry. Yeah, we have no idea whether this is going to work. I have, have a pretty any- good idea whether this is going <laughs> to work. <laughs> And whether or not it will be good. Some. Mm. A bit. Yeah. Is, okay. is probably where you should be placing your money. Is everyone ready? I am I am ready. But Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but, but, but we'll do it anyway. We'll do it anyway. <laughs> um, before- Was Bruce Willis ready when he had to step <laughs> yeah. up? Well, that's true. You know, yeah. We're just oh, trying to get over some jet lag. He didn't even have shoes on. Exactly. No. Was, yeah. was Will Ferrell ready to be an elf in Elf? I don't know. I haven't seen yeah. Elf. <laughs> you haven't seen Elf? Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, know. he was but, born enough. Yeah, I think he like he was so he, he was, was literally born ready. Okay, okay. Was, Ma- was Mara Wilson ready for a miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? Was Tim Allen ready? I want to say yes. <laughs> but wow. are we ready? I think so. All right, hundred songs, hundred minutes, no breaks. Here we go. Okay. Merry Fuck. Christmas, everybody. Merry God have Christmas. mercy on us. Here we go Ooh. with number one hundred. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Christmas. Burning, and in a way I'm yearning to be done with all this measuring. 
Number 100, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, The Mercy Seat. Probably one of his most famous songs, and for a very good reason. This song fucking rules. Mm. It's beautiful. Yes, it's it is devastating. absolutely one of his it's best It's terrifying. Um, yeah, I've always loved it. Always will. It's a pretty good song about an execution. I think <laughs> Iron Maiden's Hallowed Be Thy Name is probably a slightly better one. I disagree entirely. <laughs> this is one of the finest songs that Nick Cave's ever written. Read the, the room, Adam. He gets, the, the, the way that the... The killer eventually he maintains his innocence, and then yeah. Rihanna says he's guilty. Was he convinced that he was guilty, or was he actually just lying the whole time? Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. His yeah. signature tune for oh, many, the many years. Oh, fucking snare as well. It's yeah. just mm. bada, bada, it just bada, builds bada, and builds yeah. and builds. It just becomes a maelstrom in there's, the end. And there's, like, there's, yeah. like, in, in a good way, there's no payoff. It's just anger twenty four seven. You don't get to enjoy it. Like yeah. there's no interruption at all. You don't get yeah. interrupted <laughs> in any sort of way. You just <laughs> enjoy it when you go. Oh, there we so go. good. That's how long the seconds is. All right, that's a weird song by <laughs> The Outline. It's probably the ones you haven't heard. Coming in at number 99. Yeah. The name of the song is The Cicada That Ate Five Doc. I just want to start by um, acknowledging a YouTube comment saying, ah, Sydney in the 80s, we have lost so much. <laughs> oh, we lost five doc for starters. Yes. <laughs> the horrific cicada incident. Yeah, Giant, this song is basically a post-punk song by a Sydney post-punk band, quite big at the time, talking about a giant insect devouring suburbs of Sydney with shit names. There are so many suburbs in Sydney that have shit names. Five docks. Well, had shit names Well, until. before they got devoured. Thank God. I believe he also ate part of Dremoin. Um, <laughs> Good. Maybe a bit of Chipping it's Norton. It's um, about time. It's a very silly song and it's kind of, I could, like, of course Australia's going to do post-punk this way. Makes total sense. I really like it though. It's yeah. fun. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind that. At number 98, that was Do Re Mi with Man Overboard. That was uh, Deborah Conway's band before she was a solo hit thing. <laughs> yeah, solo uh, hit thing. Also, great, uh, great bit of trivia about this song. Uh, it's the first Australian hit to include lyrics that reference anal humour, penis envy, and pubic hair. The I big, did notice the pubes. The big three, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> something we can tick, all enjoy. Tick, tick. <laughs> yeah, there um, they are. I'm not going to lie, going into this, I thought it was Wawani, and so <laughs> I was massively confused when I heard Deb Conway start singing. Yeah. I'm just like, oh yeah, they're different things. <laughs> uh, Alright, the video is worth checking out for a very pure snapshot of what Avia Sydney was. They just <laughs> Yeah. Mill about with a handicap in some streets, and their yeah. hair is fucking eighties as it comes. Oh, um, I love it. Yeah, it's a very good content. But uh, I, kept, I kept waiting for this to yeah. actually kick into more energy. It yeah, just never yeah. really. Like, it never did. Deb Conway would still get it. At 97, that's the Hunters and Collectors with Say Goodbye. This is one of my favorite Hunters and Collectors songs. It's, it's just such a so tune. big. Mm. That full-bodied like rhythm section. It's such like bodily, like huge, brutal, like post-punk rhythm section. They didn't do it very often, but they no, did it so but when well, they did yeah, it. Yeah. And Mark Seymour's vocals, it's just like it's it's huge. Like he makes mm. he makes all these like really interpersonal stories sound so mm. much bigger than than they are. And then you have like the horn section and the Trumpets. backing band. Oh, the horns are so mm. good. And that's like one of those things that make Hunters and Collectors yeah. the unique band that they were. And ha- this has a bit of more of their early sound before they got kind of lush because they were kind of talking headsy when they yeah. kicked off. Yeah. And there's a bit of that here still. I'm just like, like, this that. does not sound like Holy Grail. Hey. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But Seymour's no. voice is still just so Oh, yeah. Timeless. He's an amazing he's singer. Such, uh, the the yeah. baritone he brings to everything good is track. Just so good. It's very good. Can we very call good. it Horny Grail? <laughs> Had to get that in. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> 
Ha 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 Christmas song. He's turning into a Christmas song. What is it? Who's back this? I am. It's Laurie Anderson, Oh Superman. I'd never heard this song before. I only knew who she was because she was married to Lou Reed. And um, Oh, really? Yeah. I'm fucking obsessed with this song. I think it's fucking brilliant. It's so good. I love it. What? I don't know. It's it's, a, it's it's kind of proto Imogen Heap. It's just like hearing going. Go, I fucking what you love say? Imogen Heap. <laughs> I couldn't get past that though. I, what a weird fucking thing to put in this countdown. Though. So great. Yeah, but, for, she, but she's a legacy like experimental musician. That's the thing. Like she's she's been in the avant garde forever. Yeah. Like this is, just happens to be a popular hit. To a Do you like degree. it? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I don't love it, but I think it works as yeah. an experimental piece of pop music. Mm. I guess but. I pay the voting public for putting something like this in. Like yeah. that's yeah. pretty amazing. Oh, we get metal machine music next. Oh yeah, baby. That was big enough. Uh, <laughs> 95, that was Chisel with K-San. You know what song that is. It's you know what the fuck it is. It's nice. It's, it's, can you imagine it's... not having heard that song? <laughs> <laughs> you uncultured swine. That, that 10 seconds is your introduction to, and, and this rest of the minute. Oh, God. <laughs> our national anthem. Well, yeah, it's nice I can't believe our national anthem, anthem got voted in. We're, yeah. s- we're such fucking jingoistic pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, this song fucking rules. Obviously, Chisel are one of the fucking greatest bands of all time. Um, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy, Mossy, fucking all of them, just absolute weapons. It, yeah. is, it is ruined by its fan base, I'm yeah. gonna say. It. It's but, just, but I, which I, includes I, me, so yes, you know. Exactly, I'm approaching the age <laughs> where I'm starting to be able to look past that and enjoy just enjoy the song, which is nice. Look, it's masculinist Australian rock, um, and it deals with you know certain things that it deals with. It's either you think it's not, but <laughs> Uh, the Blondie with Heart of Glass. You've probably never heard that song. Pretty obscure. <laughs> Pretty um, obscure. Coming in at the, the classic number of 94. If you've uh, never attended a roller disco, yeah. then. <laughs> Obviously, this is a classic fucking post-disco-y kind of thing oh, for a I reason. Oh, I love this song so fucking Achingly much. gorgeous. Debbie Harry's voice is so, so, so pretty. Mm. But let me take this point to rant about fucking Blondie being thrown in with the punk scene. Because they're <laughs> like... In the they early days, they, they were. Started out. They were. They were new waving and they had some punk and all that. But this is absolutely typifying the idea that they are a marketable version of punk. Like they were, even when, even in their earliest days, they were always a marketeer's version of I'll punk rock, and they're always going to sell out and be a disco band. I think a marketeer's version of punk is the Sex Pistols. Yeah, uh, this is very true. Well, well we're never <laughs> talking about them in this country. <laughs> <laughs> the song's fucking beautiful. It's like this amazing. song is beautiful. Yeah, it's one of the best songs ever. I can't hear. What, I can't understand what she's saying. <laughs> Uh, 93, that was the Lime Spiders with Slave Girl. This is like big 80s post-punk uh, from in Australia. Like mm. really like 60s proto-punk, MC5, early Stooges kind of vibe, which is great. Um, the, the singer Mick Blood, his voice is just like... It's so good. It carries the song. I think like the rest of the song has a real leanness to it as well and like dirtiness that kind of feeds back into that MC5 kind of thing as well. Yeah. I, just a bit, bit on the problematic scale. Oh. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Oh, how so? <laughs> oh, just, so um, you're working. Well, I'm not sure. Like, I don't want to get on, get on a rant here in yeah. the amount of time we have left, <laughs> but I, w- I will say that personally, at least for me, slavery... <laughs> not on. Thumbs down. Not right. <laughs> yeah. Come at me. Oh, I don't care. I call All me I social that- justice whatever. <laughs> All I want to say is I've blast several people to this song. <laughs> Read the 
Franklin, I say a little prayer for you, number 92. It's nice that they let mums vote. Oh, <laughs> fuck you. This song's perfect. <laughs> I would vote for this song. This is- so would mums, though. Yeah. yeah. Don't, not- and you're a parent, Nathan, so... Like- <laughs> yeah, this is true. Um, Queen of Soul, <laughs> one of the most perfect, beautiful songs ever. Like, anyone could do this and turn it into a hit. Because it's that perfect. But no, but no one could do her voice. Oh, no, 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 obviously. Yeah. 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 No, it is lovely. Yeah, it I, is, think it's, it, I think it's nice. Yeah, good. Was, was yeah, no, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna hate on this song. It's means, what, no. it what, means what, too what well. What ad was it used in? Because I'm thinking of ads. Oh, probably uh, nappies. Ads. Probably. I think that must be love, love, love. But it mentions oh, yeah. make. It mentions makeup in the beginning. Surely it's a makeup. Was a makeup. Ad. Oh yeah, fully. Yeah. It's I also in yeah. my best friend's wedding. It is too, yeah. like a yeah. disco version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That's Julia Roberts, right? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. My good friend Julia Roberts. That's Sounds just like her best friend. Thank you very much. 91 Elvis Suspicious Minds. Uh-huh. Now, this was originally by a guy called Mark James, which no one gives a fuck about. <laughs> fuck him. He did... I never knew that, and I don't give a fuck he, about no, it. He recorded it, and it was bad, and then Elvis did it. How much do I not knocked give it a out fuck? of the park, exactly. Do you think that feels bad? Probably for Mark or, James. Or, like, yeah. good for the royalties, like... Uh, probably a bit of both. He might it's like getting, like, like, a blood diamond. You're Look, like, holy shit, oh. it's a beautiful ring. I wish some, like, children didn't have to get murdered to get it for me, <laughs> but I'm going to enjoy it. Um, I don't want blood diamonds being associated with this song because it's a, it's a non-problematic gem. It's I really, really... Yeah. It, everything about it is so it might huge. Might be my favourite Elvis song. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's one of the best songs of the 60s, in my opinion. Yeah. Fucking slaps. And it was recorded between the hours of 4am and 7am. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah, they said he was, was probably upraging something. That adds something to the song. I think. Yeah, it's a horny man. Speaking of horny, I'm just got my pants off. First item yeah. of clothing uh, from David James Lost. Young. Has yeah. been, has been <laughs> uh, that was uh, I just had to take my pants off just for this song. <laughs> Number ninety, Eagle Rock by Daddy Cool. David taking his pants off, reference to the apparently classic Australian tradition of this song coming on at a pub and everyone dropping their dacks and stumbling around. It's great. Um, <laughs> uh, in two thousand and one, Ross Wilson came out, singer and. Writer said, I came from a Sunday Times lift out magazine, A to Z on music. Um, and he said that he saw a caption saying, Some Negroes cut the pigeon wing and do the eagle rock, so they can't all be zingers. Like, wow. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. What? Stop is trying it... to ruin this song for me, goddammit. Yeah. But great. it's obviously a good fun song. Obviously, it, it, you, you can't help pure. but lean to it. It's, it's just like the, it's just like the wedding the song. Like, I just I just associate this After with like. Dance. With weddings. Yeah, with weddings and. Weddings party. I'm just going to put my pants back on. Number 89, that's the go-betweens with Bye Bye Pride. This is like one of the most beautiful songs to come out of this wretched country oh, the go- <laughs> of ours. The go-betweens out of, out can of get the it. Jovi yeah, that's it. Like, regime in Brisbane. Well, it's, but it's so full of place. Like you really feel the landscape in in songs like this, particularly mm-hmm. from the go-betweens. It's so full of longing and looking back on something. But there's a real like heartfelt triumph to the melody as well. It's just it's just gorgeous. It's just, it's so genuine. Yeah. yeah. We I do wish- those things kind of well in this country, don't we? It's something, something about hearing like heartfelt longing. And yeah, I, I wish I knew sincerity. how to write. If I knew yeah. how to write melodies like Grant McLennan did, I would yeah, write. Geez. I write them every goddamn day. Yeah, like yeah, this song just fucking kills me. Like Go Between's one of the greatest bands this country has ever produced, and yeah, this song is just absolutely gorgeous. No pants traditions related to this song. Get a lot of sincerity in there, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> You 
can't see it, but, but yeah, we are dancing all over the fucking. Place. Peter Garrett is. I'm sure everyone on. could kind of see. Yeah, yeah. It. Power of the Passion, Midnight Oil. Uh, our first drum solo of the of the <laughs> countdown. Um, one of the best drum solos. I saw them play this live twice this year, and it was fucking sick. Nice. I, I fucking love this song. It. The riff is unreal, the rhythm is just unstoppable, and of course it features a fucking drum solo, and it's awesome. It's so different hearing this compared to when we spoke about uh, Surf's Up tonight a couple oh, of years yeah, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, as we said, like that's still a very good song, but this is why I Midnight mean, Oil are the legends they are. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That rollicking drum beat, just like, yeah, it is power. Yeah. And yeah. also the difference between the aggression that they bring across in kind of the verses and whatever, and then just kind of the way it softens for the chorus. Like, it's something that happens energetically that I think is really special. Yeah, it's that kind of, like, sort of post-punky thing as well. Yes. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. There was an end to that point. Yeah, Midnight Oil or not post-punk. Nathan would just like to clarify. Um, 87, The Jam, down in the Tube Station. They are a mod band. I've already mentioned Iron Maiden once. Mod, so, obviously, mod. I'm a rocker, and they are my enemies. Sworn uh, enemies. Sworn enemies, sworn baby. Sworn enemies. Uh, so, look, this is a song um, about a dude who gets beat up and gets his curry taken and maybe gets his home invaded. It gets pretty intense. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 But also, like, they... It's good storytelling, oh, like, man. and you really, you really do. Paul feel Weller that. and Bruce Foxton, man, the, when their voices come together, those fucking harmonies. Oh, uh, I wish they still performed together. I wish they didn't fucking hate each other. This song was banned by the BBC. Um, one of many songs in this countdown that was a banned song that you didn't hear on radio. This it's a common theme throughout the why, song. Why they banned this? Uh, Too good. Anti-mod bias. <laughs> yeah, they were <laughs> BBC they were owned by Big British Rail. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> If I, if I may, that was obviously 87. <laughs> 86. 86. 86, right us on the storm, the doors. Odd that I made a mistake. Um, uh, That's yeah. very unlike you. If, if I may quote a lyric from the poet Rod Hitler Barassi and say, Jimbo, boy, you're a crock of shit. You're a boozed, <laughs> oh, selfish no. thug. Oh, Why no. don't you give your no. mouth a go? No, but honestly, they, it's that fun. Was tism. It's um, fun and easy to make fun <laughs> of the doors because their fan base are kind of wankers. But this is obviously a ridiculously well done song. Oh, like, yeah. It's grooving. It's such a driving song. Like, it just sounds like a good car song. Super sexy. Like that existential mm. lyric base that, that Jimbo actually did quite well. Like, <laughs> Jimbos. Yeah, it, is, it, it is wonderful psychedelia. And I, it's yeah. so easy to see why yeah. this resonated. Doors yeah, are sometimes fully. food for me, but I will chow down on this every time I come. You know what? I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. May I join you at the table? Yeah, please. I I insist. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. To the hat store today and I got myself a hat. (laughs) Grandmaster Flash, the message. Like, Nathan, this is mate. so good that this is here. 100%. This is like a really important hip-hop track in terms yes. of turning towards it being used as a social platform and uh-huh. talking about... Arguably the most important hip-hop yeah, track. I think so. Yeah. But yeah. it's also like, it's it's just a great song. Like, the sample oh, so work good. is super good. It's like, it's super fun. The beat fucking slaps. The thing I yeah. hate, though, is that in my mind, it's always linked to that, that shitty car ad, ad. The car ad with the, like, white-as-fuck suburban dude driving an SUV. Yeah, this is why I always fucking rant because if you yeah. put your music in ads, yeah. Yeah. You are condemned to have that be associated with it. Even though this does bang. Also, like, I want to get on my soapbox. 2017, we need to stop doing the send up gangster thing. Yeah. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Give stop it a rest. It. Yeah. Also, also we saw good. Grandmaster Flash at the start of this year and it was the best. Yeah, with the avalanches. It was fucking ruled. <laughs> Speaking of people I've seen live. You could say that about everyone. Come on, mate. <laughs> Daryl. 
Okay, I didn't see Talking Heads, but I did see David Byrne. And he played this song with St. Vincent. And it was fucking amazing. Oh, uh, Talking Heads, on. Burning Down the House, number 84. Um, yeah, Talking Heads, one of the most brilliant and innovative bands to ever emerge in the world of rock music. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, this song fucking rules. Um, I like doing the shoulder dance from the music video. This is it's- the second best version of this song. <laughs> I was about Let's- to make that joke. No, it's- no that's not a joke. It's I hold that opinion. Not- oh! <laughs> I love that fucking version. <laughs> No, Tom Jones did the definitive version of this song. That is so sad. I am not Tom me. Jones My on record God. as the horniest I, man. I wish I was joking. He's the patron saint. I, You're the patron saint of horniness. Yeah. That makes me want to throw up. The idea that someone prefers the cardigans Tom Jones version to fucking burn. It's good, though. I am what I am, man. <laughs> I was looking to see some dreams. Yeah. Mark, are you a pirate? Like, what happened there? Yeah, oh. yeah what? Right. Wow! Well, he sounds like my Julia Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> What's the song? What's the song? What's the fuck is this song? one? Is it me? Oh, it's me! <laughs> um, yeah, Hunters. Hunters. Uh, it's, Hunters, it's the slab. I'm just like, 83. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's, that's where it came in. Um, yeah, this is weird. Um, as you can probably guess. It's, it's so like, tough. It's, like, this is not the same band that did throw your arms around. Oh, yeah. no. Right. We'll get to that later. Um, yeah, I just... I just was not expecting this from, from the Hunters. I don't know the Hunters very well. This was not a commercial success uh, much at all. Um, but it's so interesting to see that it's here. It's got that really mean, like, post-punk, like, rhythm section, though. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And more horns. Andrew, Andrew, what do you think? Uh, very good. I, it feels like you crash a tinny to your head listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen him do it. Oh, speaking of songs you crack tinnies to. <laughs> Uh, 82, The Stragglers, Golden Brown. Uh, English Maybe not rock- crack tinnies, maybe just crack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, English rock band who changed genres, as I say, fit, new wave, some post-punk, even experimental and dub, some gothic shit in there as well. This yeah, right. kind of interesting, unique, fucking harpsichord in a mainstream pop yeah. song. Very also, interesting. a waltz in, in a yeah. Waltz. Yeah, yeah. yeah, being a big pop hit. But and it works. Like one of yeah. their biggest hits, like yeah. weird Baroque pop. Like mm. I think the harpsichord is interesting enough and the waltzing ballady dance notion of it all is enough mm. to carry it through its kind of lack of changes but it's very beautiful it one of like- the two most upbeat songs about heroin this and semi-charm life of course <laughs> yeah. uh, this, this sounds a lot like it could be an early kinks track which I yes, like yeah. that's sure, a good sure. call it's, yeah. it certainly yeah. has that well made song yeah. kind of quality to it which I think the kinks do in their songs as well yeah. they're just yes. like they make good songs mm. objectively well absolute songs. classic <laughs> love it love it love it yeah. love it Uh, number 81, that is XTC yeah. with Making Plans for Nigel. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard yeah. this song before. I love this song. David I love loves this song. XTC are fucking great. Um, yeah, one of the most crucially underrated bands from this era. Made consistently interesting and cool records and made some really great songs. So many bands are fucking indebted to this band and have no idea about it because the bands they like listen to them. And, you know, it's one of those, like, trajectories that you kind of work your way back. Mm. I respectfully disagree. XTC suck. Uh, I think you. they're severely overrated. Fuck you in the face. Uh, yeah, I, I, look, this is one of the, probably one of the few times we're going to disagree throughout the course of this whole thing. <laughs> Eat the your own balls. Dude, the way he says Nigel is super annoying. No, it's great. I love the the line about he has a future in British Rail. It's just so wonderfully on point, like interfering English parents. Like he has a future. (laughs) I think it's me. Uh, Is that number 80? 
Yeah. That cocktail yep. twins, Bluebell Knoll. Yeah, it is sick. Um, yeah, I've been on a fucking cocktail twins kick. We were talking about this on Twitter. The I'm other very day. glad. To oh, hear. cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, like, so this is who fucking Coco Rosie and Joanna Newsom and Anthony and the Johnsons and, and Every Animal Dream Collective, Pop yeah, and SOB Saxu and, like, all these fucking bands I love. Yep. Alpine, like, all of them fucking love yeah. Cocktail Twins. The yeah. Cocktail Twins are one of the most important bands of that early kind of Dream Pop shoegaze sound. They were on 4AD in the legacy years of 4AD, and they're just so beautiful, and I love them so, so, so fucking dearly. Yeah, Those Nathan. first four or five records. It's such a beautiful song. Yeah. It's like a visit to another planet that you never want to leave. Yeah, and the fact Fuck that yeah. she... Constructed, made up language, kind of scatting in her own oh. way, but it feels more constructed. Are beautiful, yeah, endlessly beautiful. Bangers. Investigate them. Hit. So cool. That's the Warumpi band with My Island Home at number 79. Now, this came out two years earlier, which I think is worth noting because, like, here it is being listed um, in 1989 as one of the best songs of all time. Yeah. Um, and who can really argue with it? I think it is one of the best Australian songs or songs in general of all time. It's just really lovely. Hey, if mm. you want us saying more along those lines, have a yeah. listen to our chat. Uh, when we talked about Christina it. Christina version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm really interested to see this here because I thought that Christina Arnoux really popularised it and this proves that she didn't. No. Um, that's just a, a bit of a Yeah, it was, yeah, it was already pretty well established. This version is so gorgeous. It's so Again, beautiful. longing, bittersweet yeah. longing. You know, that idea of connection to place, like it's all there and it's just so pure and wonderful. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, it's just... Indigenous people are better writers than white people, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the vocals yeah. is just beautiful sound. Reverse racism. That was The Saints. Hell yeah. Yes. Ghost Ships at number 78. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, 78. Legendary yeah. Australian punk rock band, impossibly influential and brilliant. Uh, this was after their main guitarist and experimentalist, um, Ed Cooper, had left, but Chris Bailey just brings it into a great, gorgeous rock context here. The horns are great. It's just so... More horns, horny countdown. Man, mm. I want to sing this with everybody. It's just a, such a sing-along, beautiful piece of rock it's music. rousing as hell. Yeah, mm-hmm. every, so good. Every band that likes UMI are indebted to the Saints. Oh, yeah. Big oh, time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same trajectory, I think, as well, yeah, in, yeah. in terms of the bands yeah. like starting out so punchy and yeah. and then like finding more ways to express themselves and connect with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Chris Bailey's voice incredibly. It's just so mm. great. Having seen them live was just such a highlight of my life. Yeah, nice. We'll get to talk about the Saints a little bit more in this countdown, too, e- which is good yeah. because there's more people who are indebted to them as well, not just you and my. Big time. A hustle here and a hustle there. New York City is the place where they said he'd be. Take a walk on the wild side. That was a tribe called Quest. <laughs> <laughs> Number 77, that's obviously Lou Reed with Walk on the Wild Side. This is like one of the best songs, yeah. probably. Like <laughs> That bass, man. Well, that's the, what they said. The double, like the two bass tracks, which yeah. apparently he did, like the bass player did that, um, Herbie Flower or whatever his name was, yeah. because he figured he would get paid twice. <laughs> that's very sweet. What that's really good. Word. My man. But it's so good. And, and I love the way that like, it's about like transsexual people. It's about like drug addicts. prostitution and drug addicts, but it's just also a gorgeous pop song yeah. that was like insanely well received commercially it, it, and it just Guru does it so well and yeah. he knows how to humanise the disenfranchised and it, there's no othering it's just like this is people man this yeah. is the fucking wild side of New York you it's, know, it's you so New it. York it's yeah. so Lou Reed it's so New York yeah. like it's just and it's just all of that it's a world in itself sucked in Laurie I got higher in than you <laughs> The 
Domino's Layla, number 76, most famously uh, performed by one E. Clapton on his MTV Unplugged, but uh, obviously this is the original and it fucking shreds. This is way better than the Unplugged version in my humble opinion. Good seeing Eric Clapton be the awesome guitarist that he is. Like, you mm. kind of forget with, like, his image and his, like, the jokes you make about his drug habit and yeah. stuff. Um, <laughs> and the time he threw his kid out the window. Whoa! Whoa! Oh. Yeah. I all, was all, hoping that that wouldn't happen. All, all, all of the, course it happened. I was, I was hoping it wouldn't happen. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> but this is, this is a good song, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, really such good. a good song. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, like, honestly, his blues licks are second to none. He Anytime just, he doesn't anything that isn't Eric Clapton, quote-unquote, is fucking great. Like, Cream and Derek and the Dominoes. I'm like playing with the Beatles, like yeah, but everything else is shit. Oh, okay. I guess I'm the jam guy. Uh, <laughs> so I'm 75 going underground. Jam, jam, jam. Um, I like this. It's catchy as hell. Um, and also, he's enunciated T on rut. Yeah, it's rut. good. It's worth a special mention in itself. <laughs> uh, this came out in 1980, and it's a song about rejecting society and commercialism, uh, stating them as, you know, just generally points of conflict and ill and stuff that we don't need and just kind of going underground, and I respect. As someone who's probably yeah. going to turn into a monk later on in my life. Whoa. I respect that I, a lot. Yeah, I've got plans. Nice. I have plans. I've never properly explored the jam. They're one of those bands that I just I I know that Paul Willow's a great writer, but I've yeah, never yeah, really yeah. given him time. Yeah, I remember like listening to a bunch in, in high school. In your fucking home and home. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, why don't I listen to this more? Mm. You know? Mm. This is a great song. It's very fun. I'm, mo- I'm mostly familiar it. with huh? the song we're yeah. gonna be talking about at the end of this countdown, mm. but we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> in a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> Number 74, German band Propaganda with their single Duel. Uh, this is obviously like, it's pretty obvious why this worked as a hit, mm. yeah? It's like a checklist for like 80s tropes. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Not crazy on the song, but I fucking love that snare, that yeah. dated snare. That, like oh, that, bah, that, that bah, bah, yeah. synthesized slap bass and like her, like a thick accented female singer. Yeah. So, you got some like Cold War German scientists figuring out the best way to break into the Western market. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, including just some vaguely culturally appropriative Orientalism <laughs> in the music. Like, oh, yeah. 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 I can see why this worked, but I think this. Is fucking crappy to listen to, and, <laughs> and this is why grunge happened. Like this happened True. for no, ten yeah, years, for sure. and we're like, yeah. no, no, we have to write actual music. Again. Violent reaction yeah. to this. She's watching the detectives. Ooh, it's so cute. The Mario e keyboard line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number seventy-three. That is Elvis Costello with watching the detectives. Oh, 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 oh. I am a super like big dag for Elvis Costello. I love Costello, like, man. Yeah, he's just great. Yeah. Like, and, but even like, cause, cause part of me is like, you know, you see like the reggae beat and everything, but it's just, like, this song is just great. Like it's yeah. fun. I think there's a real nice tenseness in it. And the way he kind of pulls the story out of the song is just like, he's great. I freaking love his voice. Yeah. I think his voice is just like, it does so yeah, much. Yeah. One of the most easy to impersonate people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love Elvis Costello. He's such a great writer and he writes yeah. in so many different ways. Like he's early kind of new wave stuff's almost punky he's got some great folk music in here and here's yeah. just that little ditty just it's all just, over yeah, yeah. it's just lovely yeah. yeah it's such a shame that we're not going to be talking about Elvis Costello again <laughs> not a second <laughs> not, not a second more just, it's not going to come up R.I.P. Back 
Bachelor Kisses by the Go-Betweens at number 72. And, oh my god, I love this. It's just so beautiful. It's just, it sounds like falling in love. Oh, Doesn't it? Yeah, big softy DeVee. No. <laughs> it does, though, like 100%. Yeah. Like, it, it's just... Go-Betweens are great. Go-Betweens uh, do that thing that uh, I think a lot, of, a lot of great Australian rock bands do in the 80s and 90s, and that's just, like, have the, the acoustic guitar really high in the mix, and it, it always just sounds so human, and I really mm. love that about them, and they do it And really it's well. just, like, songs like this, you, it's like, oh, yeah, you can see how indebted so many contemporary Australian musicians mm. are, like... All of like Jangle Wave came yeah. out of this, you know. Yeah, but that's like that's fine. But also, like, I believe they're a band that's quoted as being quite influential for like other overseas indie artists. Which yeah, yeah, totally. It's totally. really cool, frankly, because they're the best. Yeah. Elvis Costello is back. Uh, what are you talking about? Totally that was the Road Traders. <laughs> okay, if that is the first thing you thought, give yourself a good old noogie. Yeah. yeah. Put, put on a hair shirt and self-flagellate. Yeah, bully yourself. Yeah. Say something nasty to yourself in the mirror. Kick oh. yourself Not in the just, dick. No, you can just get better, okay? There's room for improvement. Don't. It's Christmas time. Oh, it's true. Yeah, okay. This song rules. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's so super good. cool. Like, um, also about jacking it. So, there's that. Yeah, always a bonus. It's a horny yeah. song. Yeah. We love horny yeah. songs. This countdown, it is Elvis another horny Costello song. looks like a horny fucking dude. Yeah, I look, right. I look at that man with his fucking hat and his spectacles and go, this guy fucks. Oh, also, also, also um, really reminds me of Subterranean Homesick Blues, the way he, um, the, the, oh, yeah. the rhyming scheme. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sitting in the gutter thinking about the government. Rogue Traders rule. What? Nick having the bad seeds, Deanna, number 70. Uh, it's difficult for me to overstate my love for this song. This is one of the best songs by what is my favourite artist of all time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, is that all? Fun, <laughs> dancing, like, Bonnie and Clyde-esque song. Heaps of great individual couplets and lyrics there. Like, like seeing him do this live numerous times is always a fucking delight. It's, it's melody is a, it's taken from Oh Happy Day, the gospel song. Oh, shit. Um, uh-huh. To, which he actually does in the acoustic version. Weaves As it made in. famous in Sister Act 2. Mm, the classic. <laughs> uh, That's where he picked it up from. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I, this is just endlessly fucking good post-punk good the Hammond organ sound is awesome I ride and die for this play it up my wake yeah alright it's, it's, yeah. at your wake not your funeral no you need something funnier yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well at your funeral Neil Cicero uh, yeah. <laughs> mouth sounds in its entirety <laughs> With the- I read the news today oh boy who the fuck is this? Another new listen. This is, this is, yeah, this is the Road Traders. Uh, <laughs> the horniest number 69 is the horniest band, the Horny Beatles. <laughs> the Horny Beats. With a day in the horny life. <laughs> I'm going to name a band the Horny Beatles. Please be in it with me. It's, it's nuts that, like, spoilers, this is the only Beatles song in this countdown. Like, I think that's kind of weird. That's wild. Yeah. But th- this is probably close to being, like, if you're going to say the best Beatles song, oh, no, if you have one Beatles song in the countdown... You have this it's gotta one. It's got to be this, yeah. Um, but so also, you usually have it higher. But this is like this is just the perfect mix of you know John's writing, which is like speaking to like very wide things, and then Paul's mm. ability to take everyday things yeah. and turn them into a pop song. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You just shove True. them together into the one yeah. thing. And I also just, the, the difference between optimism and cynicism that those yeah. two have. Yeah. yeah, those two represented. And I, I just saw Paul. Ma- is I just saw Paul McCartney play this, and it was fucking incredible. Obviously, my man. Oh. Talking 
some sort of wide open road. Oh, oh, sorry guys, I didn't see you there. Uh, that was the Triffids, uh, number 68 with wide open road. Born Sandy Devotional, Aussie classic, another national anthem. Show some goddamn respect. God. The Triffids rule, they're so good. They're just like that kind of step between like 90s bad seeds and 80s like hunters and collectors. Yeah. They're just like yeah. this gorgeously, like similar to um, Steve Kilby and yeah. his crew. Like it's always just great to hear the Triffids. Yeah, absolutely. We have, we have uh, more time. Uh, uh, um, I never uh, thought this would happen. Kilby's an asshole. Fun fact: uh, the bass player from the Triffids, Martin P. Casey, will later go on to join the Bad Seeds. Yeah, yeah. true. That's a pretty fun fact. Yeah, yeah time for, for one more fact. Very, very fun fact for Andrew, the Nick Cave opinion haver, who's always logged on. I will never log off. Number 67, New Order, Bizarre, Love Triangle. This is probably the only song that we need to keep from the 80s because it does everything. <laughs> it's perfect. It's like the. It's like every band now that is doing the 80s aesthetic is basically just trying to replicate this song. Yeah, and, you're wasting and, your time. And getting various degrees of success, but this is just so perfect and so pure. Also on that, can we stop with the 80s now? No, you know what I mean? Just like no, this rules. every band trying to be 80s. I, I no, just, no, no, I get probably it. not the time to go on that No, in the, in the same way that 10 years ago, everyone was trying to fucking ape the 70s like sound, and that's why we got and deserved Wolf Mother and Jet. In 10 years' time, people are going to be aping the 90s. As yeah, always, Babe Wave was here. Well, Stay tuned. Never thought Never thought No, no, no. No, no, no. no. It's close to me. I'm playing the comb. No one can see me, but I'm That was The, the Cure with Close to Me. Another absolutely stone-cold <laughs> post-punk classic. The Cure, like, doing, like, dark and brooding suicide or, like, just dancey fun happiness. They mm-hmm. always are just so on point, particularly in the 80s. And this is so wonderful. It starts Isn't off with this tiny little minimalist hand-clappy thing and Robert whispering to this big bombasty again with the horniness. Yeah. The horns coming <laughs> yeah. at the end. Yeah. 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 yeah, this is just How a great joy. was this when we saw um, The Cure play this live and like it was one of the songs where Robert didn't have a guitar so he was just kind of like so swaying good. to himself. Yeah. But The Cure at their best when they, they take emotions and they like there's no grounding to how The Cure deal with emotions. It's pure emotion and this is just like the nervousness of being about to see someone that you fancy a whole lot yeah, and yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so sweet. That's nice. Robert, I love you. Ain't that special? Uh, number 65, that's Sex Pistols with Pretty Vacant. Um, this is a great song. This is one of their best, I reckon. It's definitely, yeah. It's they, one of, it's they one have of some the three shockers, good so. Sex Pistols songs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whatever, man. Paul Zones. <laughs> no, this is good. Like, it's like the chorus is great, like really strong hooks. It's got like just that really solid rock structure to it and it's very fun like this is good it's never not fun to say they cunt (laughs) you can tell that Johnny really leans into how much joy he's getting out of doing that I think it's very funny I will see you that and I will raise you after lunch (laughs) (laughs) yeah honestly like it's so funny thinking that like they were like, oh, my God, can you believe how sloppy and fast and punk this music is? And now you look back at now, it's like kind it's of mid-tempo like, rock. Oh, bitch, I mean, you were a fucking... line again. Yeah. Uh, Sex Pistols know... were a boy band. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> there's no time for the tism line. There's always... No, there's not. There's always time, goddammit. <laughs> 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 
That was uh, the Smiths. With there is a guy that never goes out, and his name is me. Um, uh, yeah, obviously, song rules. Morrissey's a piece of shit. This is um, obviously one of their best songs. Though. Yeah, fucking like, a. Queen yeah. is dead is one of the best albums ever made. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah, just all the goddamn feels. Like if you, you hear this in high school, it's just like no one understands me. Like Stephen Patrick Morrissey, and then you're just like, oh yeah, you're also a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then lady, like maybe I can just channel all of this into Johnny Marr. And yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you're not like, wrong for doing so. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Marr, Johnny Marr the problematic re- faith. Everybody retroactively treats it like it's just Johnny Marr now. Like, yeah. like, I love the Smiths, man. Johnny Marr, such a genius guitarist. I'm like, yeah. he is. Yeah. But like, who so, is the vocalist? Well, I don't know. Andy Rourke? Just Andy Rourke? Johnny Marr with a vocoder or something. <laughs> but very good, very good. <laughs> 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 oh, I love Suicide Squad. <laughs> Is it, is it in that? Probably. Yeah, in the opening credits. <laughs> I am very proud to have not seen that film and to not know that. 63, Rolling Stones, Sympathy for the Devil, because the Beatles were the nice boys and the Rolling Stones Woo-hoo. were the bad boys. Yeah, baby. They wrote songs about <laughs> Satan. Well, the Beatles were the baby. horny boys. Yeah. This song does fucking kill, though. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's really cool. I think it's a really great concept for a rock song, too. Like, I think it works. Like, I can see the, the play that they're making writing an edgy song, you know, about the devil, but I think it works for them so, so well. And, like, the Samba thing and just the, the storytelling vibe and the the way that they do the lyrics is just really nice. And it's just connecting the kind of like more seductive idea of the yeah. devil with Mick Jagger yeah. as, as this but, incredibly charismatic rock frontman. But also, it was also it's banned. Not, in the hands of time we have left, uh, I think it's really clever in the lyrics how the devil is actually people. It's when you meet me, have some courtesy, have some grace. Yeah. Like, yeah. Horny as hell. Devil is people. Oh, good. More clothing's coming. Least, least horny song of the country. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so... Like a hospital detergent. This is so... Uh, obviously, Marvin Gaye with sexual healing. Everybody knew that. Uh, this is such an obvious, like, a just before we fuck song. It's, it's almost too cliche to actually work. What do you mean before? That. Like, <laughs> before, during, and after. Yeah. And then like, you do it again. Yeah. I think... Sex in music is so rarely treated as something that's wholesome and beautiful, but for Marvin, it just is. Like so, saying things like "it makes me feel good," it's just it's just so fucking endearing yeah, and lovely. Yeah. And also that Roland 808 just being so fucking oh. good, and he's just his voice is so 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 central. But also having a song on like replay one, yeah, yeah, replay, replay just the repeat song, repeat just one yeah. during yeah. sex. That would be mm. what is that? Like that's messed up. <laughs> if How long are song. you having sex on average? <laughs> <laughs> Really? Oh, actually, yeah, you're right. Fuck it, man. Uh, Number 61, Buffalo Stance, Nina Cherry. Let me introduce you to everyone loving this song. It's me. It's the best. It's, it's like it's so good. much fun. It's everyone here. It blends hip hop and 80s pop so well together. Nina just has so much character. And who doesn't like looking good and hanging with the wild bunch, which is what I call hanging out with Andrew? Uh, it's Adam. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> For the record, he pointed to Adam, but he can't stop thinking about <laughs> the villain of the piece, the wildest. I was busy <laughs> thinking about Matt Didding. I Matt thought about that last Didding. night. I was like, I'm so excited. Oh, no. I ruined it. Oh. We're not going back. Christmas is cancelled. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, obviously, Tim Allen. Very good. Thank you, Nina Cherry, for continuing to make good like genre defying yeah. and interesting music. Your legacy yeah. is intact, Cherry Man. Face it, Buffalo Stance is rap. Who's saying it wasn't? Oh god, that was uh, Sakamoto and Sylveon uh, Forbidden Colors. That's what number are we up to? Sixty. All right.
That song sucks. Yeah, that's not good. This is this, this this is the first stinker. This is my carryover chump. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start asking you all after the end of each song. <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, way to fit out the minute. Who uh, knows anything about this? This is the least horny song I've ever heard. Oh, this I'm just... so upset about ruining my joke. Uh, <laughs> I forgive you, man. Yeah. Just... Like, this song is fine. It's just, like, big, sweeping 80s thing. It just doesn't translate at all. So funny that they... I'm really glad that thing's gone. Da, that da, da, <laughs> Number 59, Art of Noise, Moments in Love. First time I've heard of this song or mm. this band. And, man, okay, so this is where, like, trip-hop began, I guess. Like, Oh, yeah, I can Sort of. It's yeah. Really, really Also, cool. though, I think you have heard this band before because they did a collaboration with a certain horny boy that is a favourite of yours, but we'll get to that later. Oh, yes, we will. I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah, it reminds me so much of Vespertine era Björk, which is, uh, you know, like a big a big plus in my books. Long song. Um, you know, this goes for about... <laughs> oh, God. About 45 10 minutes. Years. Yeah. 10 minutes or so. It's just like, wow, voting public, what you're doing? Making uh, everyone sit through this. If you're not into it, then you're going to have a terrible time. I wonder if the Jays People made everybody it. listen to the full versions of these songs, because some of them are fucking long. Oh, it, yeah. It's and, real. like, early independent radio, like, mm. Station Pro. Uh, Elvis Costello there with I Want You. Uh, and again, we've already said how many different genres this man can cross. And look at this again here. Yeah. Like, this is fucking dark, man. Like, yeah. this is a grim song. Like, I didn't really get into it, to be honest. It's like, oh, I've loved this song. It's for okay, years. but it's just like six and a half goddamn minutes of the same thing. But I, like, I, I, yeah, like I get that. it, dude. You want, you want it. You want, you want. But it just describes this like fucking putrid, abusive relationship between like this abusive protagonist and an mm. unfaithful spouse. But I, I think this is like, it's so mean. I think yeah. it's almost yeah. unpleasant. It's like, what I go to him for. It's sad how, how, like, it just, like, the story of the song is unenjoyable. It's vindictive, man. Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah. Like, it's, it, like, it's, it's the nastiest crafted. thing he's done, but God, he does it well, I think. Yeah. Did you like it, Adam? Yeah. Uh, number 57, that's Midnight Oil with Wedding Cake Island, our first instrumental track. Yeah. yeah. That's a thing, hmm. I guess. That's cool. I like it. Also, like, high bands like Shining Bird, I guess, in, you know, 30 years from now. It's very yeah, totally. that vibe. Um, this is cool. I, I'd not heard this before. This isn't a, a side of Midnight Oil that I'm particularly familiar with. I think it's weird that this is a Midnight Oil song that got up and it got up this high. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, higher than Power in the Past. Yeah, yeah. Very strange. Like, will I vote for Power or will I vote for this song? Oh, well, that's... That's an easy choice. Clearly. It's, it's a, good, though. Oh, I have weird instrumental songs being in the countdown. Mm. Like yeah. instrumental guitar rock songs. Like, we all get, we get Mathar every couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> every, Love <laughs> a Mathar. Every couple of years. So I like the idea of instrumental guitar rock. I listen to it a lot, and I like it being in the countdown. So I can't wait for it to be in the one that's going to happen in a month. Yeah, baby. And I'm alone with you tonight. I'm alone with you That was Alone With You by the Sunny Boys. That is one of the best fucking Aussie rock songs ever. One so of the best good. Aussie Preach. ice creams too. Yeah, valid. Good call. I'm not huge for the Sunny Boy. Nah. I That's prefer a recess, the band. It's a recess. Far and away. Yeah, okay. yeah. As in the, the, the triangular yeah. prison bad boy. They're, they're, they're like, 
they're fun. Like I don't know if they're, they're not like a band for God's sake. Come on, everyone knows this song's great, right? Yeah, yeah. this song is yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so good. My, my favorite flavor was the cola one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I only ever had the orange boy. Also yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> from Syracuse. <laughs> Has anyone here seen the documentary about Jeremy Oxley from Sunny Boys? No. It's called The Sunny Boy, and it's about him, like... Loving ice yeah. cream. Yeah, loving, loving ice cream. Loving those icy poles. And having schizophrenia, you know, so... Ooh, ooh. <laughs> hand in hand. The big two. <laughs> <laughs> the hits of summer. Oh, baby! Fifty-five. That was television with Marky Moon, and you know the emojis, the two hands, just praising, just that for as many as you can fit in, and then send it off to everyone you know, because that—that's what this song is. Holy I love shit. rock and roll, and I love this song. That's Dude, Marky Moon by Television is one of the best albums ever made. Easily the, one of the best albums of the 70s at the very friggin' least. It's just so good. It was post-punk before punk was even properly yeah, a thing. Man. How is that even possible? Tom Valentine, like that angular, jagged guitar sound is so good. And like the way this track builds over 10 yeah. minutes to this is like anger and beauty. It's so passionate. I yeah, love it. It, it's, it. Passionate is exactly the right word. Like it's mm. rom- romantic and passionate, yeah. uh, shared, but also individual and, and, and kind of like solitary in a way um, introspective and imaginative like what an amazing song it's just incredible what an amazing song Echo and the Bunny Man with the Cutter. I have always said that uh, Echo and the Bunny Man were never as great as like three or four songs that they did. The best song they ever have is The Killing Moon. No and shit. this is their second best song. Yeah, cool. uh, they, they were so close to being that kind of perfect 80s post-punk band like the Chameleons or the Cure at their... Like, not knowing it's that good, but like the Chameleons at least. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, boy. The Cure lover has logged on again. <laughs> Yet again. You will yeah. never log off. Yeah. Uh, but like... The way he does the the spare us the cutter, I'm always here for that affected 80s post-punk goth voice. Mm. It's real good. Yeah. And also just 80s enunciated tees. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Just let's, let's go. Yeah. The, uh, um, it's a fight, you know, because it's British. It's a fight against, like, the really cockney kind of dropping mm. your tees. Yeah. Hit those tees. Not cutter. Oh, no. no. Cutter. Cutter. <laughs> Uh, 53, God Save the Queen by Sex Pistols. That's right, Queen. Have you had enough, Nazi, or do you want some more? Ah! It's just like listening to the Sex Pistols and then like you realise where Rick came from in the young ones. Like those attitudes <laughs> that it's like, oh, yeah, you're just like directly making fun of this kind of. But like this. But this I mean, was important to do. Oh, in no, the no, 70s. no, absolutely. And like actually huge for like what ended up being a fairly significant commercial hit. To like call the queen a fascist, like that's insane. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, imagine like an aria charting song calling Malcolm Turnbull a fascist. Like, yeah, that, even now I don't really picture it. Yeah, yeah, that like, yeah. So like, this is cool. Yeah, it's damn good. And again, like I'm always hit. Rotten's shitty voice is always good. Yeah, <laughs> ah, John Lydon is a piece of shit though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Jesus, it just became aerobics Oz style. Hundred <laughs> percent aerobics Oz style. Yeah. Oh, Womack and Womack teardrops. Oh, how can people hear this song and not just feel alive? This is just so fucking pure. I can just—it's in there, man. Let the record show. David is thumping his chest. 
No, that was and me feels actually, alive. Yeah, yeah, I was actually jerking off, so. <laughs> let, the, let the record show that I didn't like this song. Fuck you! <gasps> what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> this goes crappy sounding. Oh, eat your fucking ass. <laughs> I, I don't know, whatever. I made my point. I think I've enunciated pretty clearly why this is a song. You guys are with me, right? Come on! No, this song's great. Yeah, I love obviously. this song. Uh. Uh, the Wario to my Waluigi. <laughs> oh. All right, 51. The Saints are back with I'm Stranded. Right. Oh, oh, my God. Like, I'm Stranded, the album. That's one of the best early punk albums ever. Easy. Yeah, and easy. This song is and wild. we got it. Punk was invented in Brisbane in the seventies. Yes. Shut up, everyone. This 100%. song is so fucking good, man. Even oh, man. now, punk bands don't write music this good. This is hundred, yeah, instant mosh pit. You want to start jostling about and getting hit and yeah, hitting I, back. Yeah, I just did a stage dive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty sick. <laughs> it did. Uh, worth noting that this at the time was independently released because of lack of label interest. Everyone was a moron. Mm. It goes to show Fuck that the up. real villains are the fucking big music corporate. Let me tell you, let me get a bit of a rant here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like those fucking stooges in Congress, am I yeah. right? Yeah. More like the commando in cheese, for God's uh, sake. In cheese, Dave. In cheese, Dave. In cheese. This is the end. My only friend. <laughs> it's got cream in here. When you make fun of the doors, and in particular the doors, the end, number... Yeah, whatever. Whatever. 50. 50, we're halfway. Halfway, celebrate you. Hell yeah, baby. When you make fun of the doors, this is what you're making fun of them for because it's over the top and languid. But Mm. honestly, on the context of the first record, this is the last song on it, and it is fucking beautiful. And watching the, like, particularly on vinyl, it's really just great. It takes ages for this 10-plus minute track to run out the groove. Mm. It it is a very well-written and beautiful song, and it gets heavy and wonderful. Yeah, I think as well, like, you know, for as much as you can criticise him for it, you can see Jimbo's, like, theatre origins as well, like, in in stuff like this. Killer awoke before dawn, yeah. But why would you put this in a countdown and make everyone... (laughs) sit through it and have a terrible time. Everyone was probably like, if we can get it to be the last song, how cool will that be? You need everyone to commit. No. No. I would not commit. (laughs) Suicide, that is. some kind of way out of here Say the joker to the thief Number 49, uh, Jimi Hendrix with All Along the Watchtower. I think one of my favourite things about this is just the story of, like, one of Jimmy's friends giving him the Bob Dylan version on tape and then Jimmy taking it to the band and being like, let's, like, let's do this or whatever Mm. and just, like, jamming for ages on this thing and coming up with this and then, like, Bob Dylan loving it so much and, you know, after Jimmy died, like, Bob Dylan performs it in this style and considers it a tribute to him. I just think that's that's beautiful and it's such a reflection of that era of music of, like all these people finding inspiration in each other. That collaborative culture that's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. It's and that was very 60s at the time, you know. Like, exactly. Like, there wasn't that so much about ownership and intellectual property yeah. and it's kind of like fighting off people from stepping on your shit. But also, also like, it is fucking good. Yeah. I mean, like, correctly labelled as one of the best covers of all time. Yeah, obviously. You know? Yeah. Songs. Yeah. 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 Face yeah. it, Orinoco flow is rap. That can be our first merch shirt, remember that. Oh yeah. my god, I'm coming blood. I'm coming oceans oh. and rivers of blood. Well, I'm glad it it's... only happened halfway because oh. it started early. 
Oh yeah, wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't have been good? We've just been swimming through it. This okay. this song is so purely How fucking perfect. great is this oh, song? It is pop I feel like I'm standing on top of a castle with my dick blowing in the wind. Feeling the skies that, full of Merry blood Christmas, and semen. That, that, yeah, that production. Hey, it's red and white. It's part of the. It's part of the color scheme. That production on the like the beat is so beautiful. Oh. It's, 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 like, it's like it's like crystal. It's yeah. so gorgeous. Oh, who was that? Sorry, David. That you... was Anya. That was Oreniko Flow at number ah, forty-eight. Probably haven't heard that song before. Sail away. <laughs> Good, our jet. <laughs> okay, if I the first that was thing, Lana Del Rey. If the first <laughs> thing you thought was jet, give yourself a noogie. <laughs> Forty-seven, Iggy Pop, Lust for Life, co-written by Mr. David Bowie. Apparently, they're both just hanging out in Berlin, putting it into H. If you know what yeah. I mean, enabling yeah, each other horrifically. They yeah. were trying to get sober. Good idea to get <laughs> with a, with a fellow heroin addict. <laughs> Bowie eventually saved Iggy's life, though, and he's still here. So, fucking thank you. Anyway, apparently they heard um, the Armed Forces Network call signal and they, at the time, thought that was a really cool rhythm and that's what they based the drum beat on. Oh, that's yeah, fantastic. Right. Look, that's even better. I, could, I didn't know I could love it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, waiting a great for, song. they were waiting for Starsky and Hutch to come on. And they heard that <laughs> classic. Like, oh, I, I could love it more. <laughs> Actually, this is a good song. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like, it Need starts to guess first from Huggy Bear. <laughs> the drums rule and the rest of it rules from there. Fuck yeah. Let me go Say about big hands. Uh, not even. Does that even need to be introduced? That is Violet <laughs> Femmes' "Blister in the Sun." Everybody knows and everybody loves. It's a classic for a goddamn reason. Mm. And I think so rarely has a band exemplified and perfected virtually everything about their sound so quickly in their life. Because it's the first song on the first record, <laughs> and it's probably the best. Like, <laughs> remember when we all saw them and they opened with this, and we're just like, "Fuck!" Imagine turning up late for this. <laughs> oh, done goofed. Yeah, oh. It's, it's fun, funny, and it's perfect. Everything about the Violet Femmes is exemplified in this. It's just so. So, so wonderful. I love how loose the guitar is, like the, the acoustic oh, guitar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so slackly tuned. That, is, yeah. that, acoustic, so cool. that acoustic bass is so fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's also clearly from the busking. Like, yeah, 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 yeah totally. Just, just trying to be heard. Sick. This one goes out to the one I love. Uh, number 45... R.E.M., the one I love. This song is great. I love the, like, menace that really subverts it from being a love song, but really I just want to let Deej talk about R.E.M. It's fucking beautiful. Like, well, um, uh, if we could yeah. just hold on and let Deej talk about it. No, 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 yeah, 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 you got... I fucking love this song. It's one of my favourite R.E.M. songs. R.E.M., my favourite band of all time. You guys go. No, it's objectively fucking beautiful, it's right? Right, it's, yeah, holy shit. You would be a dummy to not love this song. Like you'd be a, a noogie receiver. Give yourself a, a big old noog. So we're all on board. Adam, Adam, Adam. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. Look, honestly, early REM is something that I really have been meaning to invest more time in because I feel like I could love it more. Would you like me to and make I, you a I, playlist? Of course. Wonderful. Sounds, I will do that for that you. That sounds awesome. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone wants a playlist, just hit me up. My number is 0403. <laughs> <laughs> That was the offspring. Uh, no, 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 no. You know it's the fucking damn. That smash it up. Part two? Technically? Yes, technically. Yeah. <laughs>
Apparently there's a part three and four out there somewhere. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I listened to the version that's parts one and two and it, like the build up is so fucking sick. Mm. Um, but yeah, nah, this, this is sick. It's awesome. We talked about this song before. Mm. When we Remember? spoke about the Osprey. Yeah, the Osprey yeah. yeah. covered, covered on very good podcast, Hottest 100s and Thousands. Yeah, mm. pretty uh, good. Yeah, the, it was also uh, in very good film, Batman. Yes. The, what, one of them. I love the Batman. <laughs> The Damned are just one of the most crucially undervalued punk bands. Everybody knows how good the Damned are, but even now they're just a working class band who geek like three quarters of the year to make the pay their bills. They're just a remarkably so cool. undervalued band. They just and this is so much fucking fun. This is perfect punk, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Hmm. and an intersection of goth and punk. Yes, Gotham. Huh? Huh? Yes, it's pretty sick. Yeah, hey. every everyone. I hate Kate Bush. Now I don't. That's my story. Forty-three, Wuthering Heights, uh, absolutely wonderful. Kate Bush being inspired to write the song based on the last ten minutes of a 1967 BBC miniseries based on Wuthering Heights. Then going nice. like, you know, I should probably read the book. That's very funny. And then she read the book, and then she wrote the song. <laughs> she read the book, looked at the lyrics, and was like, Nah, it still works. And she was she was um inspired by the fact that she shared a birthday with Emily Bronte, the 30th of July. Look, well, who wouldn't be inspired by that? Exactly. Um, it's amazing. Like, I think Kate Bush is, like, such a treasure from the 80s in terms of, like, what she did for, for pop yeah. and still endures and is still so, like, characterful well, she and singular. she can fucking dance, too. I, yeah. I, I've never gotten the Kate Bush thing. Even oh, now. it's great, I man. I don't really love it. Listen to Hounds of Love. That was the church with the unguarded moment. Uh, this is just fucking fun and lovely. It, uh, like, like, there's a bit of like ticket to ride in the guitar, right? It's oh like, yeah, 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 I can see um, that. But like, it's just wonderful. And like, I never like Steve Kilby's a bit of a notorious prick, but God, he's a good <laughs> songwriter. He's a notorious prick. God damn it! <sighs> it's so so wonderful. And like, I, he has gone on the record saying he doesn't like this song. Which like of course classic. he wouldn't. Yeah. One classic. of the two fucking church songs anyone actually likes. Yeah, that's a like, good way to like. Um, Fix if you're a like problematic artist, you should call out your own work as being bad, and That's then everyone good. can like it to spite you. And yeah, it works out um, for everyone. I think so far, uh, this has been my favorite episode of the countdown yet because <laughs> I get to say how much I love lyrics like makes me feel like dying, and there's not <laughs> enough, there's not enough full on wanky dying lyrics in modern yeah. music. Yeah. Uh, number 41, that's Sinead O'Connor with Troy. I've never heard this song before. Um, oh, DJ's crying. Yeah, I was like, oh, I get Sinead so O'Connor sad. a bit more now. Like, it's full on. Like, this oh, is a really God. intense song. I just want Sinead O'Connor to be okay. Yeah. Just... She's, she's fucked up. Like, you just see her all the time. The only time you ever hear about Sinead O'Connor anymore is just when she's, like, gonna fucking kill herself or something. No, shit. no, it's when she writes an open, like, an yeah. open letter to somebody. Yeah, yeah, contemporary yeah. She's losing her fucking... Oh, yeah, I Can remember we that. fucking, like, get our shit together and save Sinead O'Connor? If not for her, but for us as, a, it, as a species. And for Christmas. We need yeah. to save, save Sinead O'Connor. Somebody has to. Because Santa she's obviously will. very, very good and talented. And yes! Yeah, the song is incredible. Yes! Yes! L.A. Woman! L.A. Woman! L.A. Woman! Doors, L.A. Woman, uh, title track to their final album before <laughs> Jim Morrison died! <gasps> what? Oh. 
Oh, yeah, he dead. His gravestone is cordoned off. He can't even visit it properly. Nah. Because too many people go there and, like... Try to hump it. Drop, like, literally just spill booze on it and stuff like that, which is kind of annoying for the cemetery cleaners, yeah. I imagine, having a mop And I imagine it gets scotch. on all of the shitty poetry that people have written exactly. for oh, him yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. This is a good song, though. This is, like, one of their coolest Yeah, I mean, it's a bit like... It's you know, a bit like... You want to like bend over half and do the clicky thing, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The piano. You can just like, imagine him fucked up, like being only held up by the mic stand. Only held up by the police. Yeah. <laughs> the the, the honky tonk piano is fun though. Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, we can be heroes just for one day. Thirty-nine. David Bowie with heroes deliberately placed inside quotation marks uh, yes. to kind of uh, just undermine and create a bit of irony there. Yes. Uh, throughout Very nineties of him. Yeah, heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, this song came to fruition through its use in the uh, the Godzilla soundtrack in nineteen ninety-eight. <laughs> of course, as performed by our good friends the Wallflowers, <laughs> who wrote the song originally. I'm I'm very humble of David Bowie to kind of you know kind of just. Play, I, I'd like to pay tribute to the greatest band of all time. I, I can't even abide it, David. It hurts me too dearly. This, this is Godzilla pro- is the best. This is, pro- this is probably my favourite David Bowie song. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's yeah. fair. So yeah. good. So it's beautiful. Oh, like, my God. The fact that it's about two lovers separated by the Berlin Wall only adds to how fucking spectacular Yuck, and man. moving it is. Full on. I will say that the recording process is very interesting. Look it up. Yes. Girlie, it's quite exciting to sleep that was Billy Bragg with our greetings to the new brunette. Yes. Uh, not quite the usual socialist anthem you expect from <laughs> Mr. Bragg, but... Um, I think that's that's where Don't Call Me Shirley came from. <laughs> <laughs> um, he channels that kind of, like, rousing thing like that into this like, actual, like, poetry and stuff like that. He's so, he's just so fucking working class, eh? Like... like the, that's oh, why I love him. Yeah. The, obviously, the, the, the key lyric is, um, how can you, like, make a think of England when you don't even know who's in the team? Which <laughs> <laughs> very clever and very funny. Um, also, this features uh, Johnny Marr on guitar. On, on guitar, yeah. Oh, my and, God. And back backup box at the end. Kirsty uh, McColl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. The voting process for everyone in this countdown was just finding anything that Johnny Marr's ever Johnny been Ma. a part of and just voting it in. All right, coming up next, this is Modest Mouse. Uh, number 37, that's Sign O The Times by Prince. I've never been a big Prince fan, but this is like this is a good song. I like that it kind of blends a lot of synthy and bluesy stuff like together. And obviously it's cool that he's using his platform to speak about a wide range of issues or whatever. This song's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, I've, I've, I've never, also never been a huge I, I think I'm more into Prince than you are. I didn't yeah, talk sure. about it before, but like uh, I, I, I quite easy. like this song. Like, I think I think this is quite good. I think Prince does a lot of playful things with his voice throughout his entire career, and mm. it's kind of on display here. I think he like he like he likes vocals as instrument. And yeah. I think that's really cool. This is one of his fucking masterpieces. Like it's a really conscious, really important song, and uh, yeah, I have nothing but love for it. This nice. is one. Of, is, is this Prince's least horny song? Uh, probably. Yeah, it'd be up it'd there, be, it'd be, or, or down there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Simple Minds, Uh, Don't You Forget About Me, Uh, that's what they're known for, but that's not this song. (laughs) (laughs) This is Love Song, it's the other Simple Minds song, and I think it's the other Simple Minds song for a reason, like, it's fine, but it's, like, you put it next to fucking Don't You Forget About Me, and you're just like, well, fuck, obviously, no. 
the simple minds were pretty constant in my house and my folks loved them. So like I, got, I have a fair amount of nostalgic love for this tune. I think it like the, the, 80s bombast production really carries it really nicely and it's just kind of fun danceable pop music I think I, yeah I it, like it's good it. yeah, yeah nice. it's fine but yeah just not in comparison to obviously one of the greatest fucking songs of the 80s don't you forget about me was yeah. that in the movie yeah Breakfast yeah Breakfast Club, Club baby alright cool I'm here Thirty-five, the cult. She sells sanctuary. So I don't know this, but I think that's just really cool. Like uh, it's a really good example of post-punk goth stuff. Um, it's it's huge. The climax, all about it. Yeah. That's sick what she said. Um, <laughs> it's all about the sick riffs. Yeah, definitely. I think I think both the the plus point and the negative point is its similarity to a bunch of other post-punk stuff at the time, though. The, you know um, what I mean? Like, there's never enough of that in my life, so I work yeah, yeah. pretty hard for it. Uh, yeah. The cult up until maybe the mid to late 80s were really, really excellent in post monkey, and then they really embraced, like, not cock rock, but certainly, like, hair metal aesthetics. Oh. Um, they, like, Ian Asprey does that kind of thing. But they're really, like, they started off as LA Death Cult, like an explicitly trad punk goth band, and right. they introduced lusher guitars, and they resulted mm. in great songs like this. Okay, now we horny. Was, yeah, now, that we horny. Was, now we horny. Now we fucking. We with fucking. Kiss. Uh, what a perfect distillation of Prince's 80s sound. Like, yep. that throbbing production that sweeps in and out, like, it just pulses and it's so fucking sexual. Yeah. Has anybody <laughs> made more of a career out of being 24-7 horny on the main than Prince? <laughs> <laughs> also, in his, his voice spans a full octave, act just perfectly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's just... He's just so fucking horny. Like, <laughs> talking about how good he is at undressing himself, and maybe you could try undressing you. It's such a good pop song, though. Yeah. Like, it's beautiful. Like it's just it's so much fun. It's yeah. so hard to get undressed sexually as a as a dude. Mm. I find. Well, not for Prince. Yeah, I know. Like, I did. Yeah. I needed. I wish he was still around. I could get right in YouTube yeah. tutorials. Yeah. I, I wonder. Nah, Prince hated handy. YouTube, man. Oh, I, I wonder true. if I'll talk about this song again. And number 33 is Pink Floyd with Wish You Were Here. Andrew, would you like to talk about Pink Floyd? Uh, I know that David doesn't like them, so we're oh, we'll so we, excited to see what that. happens here. Wish You Were Here is maybe their best record. It's so beautiful, and this song is so heartfelt and longing. Like I've, it, I, this has brought me to tears numerous times when I've seen Roger Waters, when I've listened to it just by myself with headphones, when I've been on the bus. This is a perfect distillation of longing and unhappiness, and it's just so melancholic and incredibly beautiful. No criticism you can have will ever faze me, David. How about me? David, you're a bottle. Very, very eloquent. Oh no, that was Andrew's weak point. <laughs> <laughs> the the one thing his his criticism wasn't ready. This for. is the the kryptonite to my. Super you don't game. even like this song? Wow. wow, this song's pretty perfect. So yeah, beautiful. That was Selena Gomez. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, Did she uh, do this? Is that no, the- no. Uh, her song Bad Liar samples the bass line from this song. Oh, okay. I will explain it to you after this. <laughs> if I still have any sanity left. <laughs> uh, speaking of sanity, this song's about a psycho killer and it's fucking great. This I was, love it. This was the first song David Byrne ever wrote. Can you imagine? How yeah. old was he? 
When he gets, when did he get it was started? in college. Um, yeah, right. But he says that he, he wrote this song. It's, it's, it's on the episode he does of WTF with Mark Maron. Yeah, I had to right. pick up a competitive podcast. I know. <laughs> real neck and neck. Uh, he'll, um, he'll return the favor. I don't know, sure. man. Yeah. Fuck. Are we doing this? Yeah. Like, are we good? Yeah. And he says that he wrote that in college on guitar. And he's really humbly just like, yeah, I think I, I listened to that. And I played it to myself. And I thought, you know what? Yeah, I think I, think I could be a professional musician. And that's what I did. <laughs> no shit, yeah. David. Okay. No shit. <laughs> but obviously, this song David. <laughs> John Lennon, 31, imagine if you voted for this, give yourself a big old noog. <laughs> a noog straight to the head, you preachy I don't person. know. No, this, <laughs> this is one that's like absolutely ruined by its overplay. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. This song has a henna tattoo. It, <laughs> needs, it needs to stop. Whoa. It's just... It, it's like that bit in fucking High Fidelity. It's just like, why don't you pick something a little more fucking obvious? Like fucking Beethoven. <laughs> I just think, you, you, you know, you're getting ready to vote for this countdown and then like you, for some reason, think of like your parents or one of your parents Cause you're like, oh, I guess I should probably vote for Imagine. Just yeah, for, it feels just like the dad. Mm. Yeah, I guess I'll do that. I don't, you know, he's gonna bring it up next time I'm down. And well, you know what is good? On. Perfect circle version. I really like it. Denied. <laughs> 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 so who's gonna come up with a singer here? <laughs> A scrub that, is a guy who thinks he's yeah. fine. That was uh, number 30? Known as a buster. Yeah, yeah, 30. Yeah, number 30, Led Zeppelin, <laughs> Stay Away to Heaven. Look, I'm probably the wrong person to talk about Led Zeppelin because I think they're A, the most overrated band in, in the world, and B, in a jock version of prog rock. Um, like, but this, this Says is ob- the Pink Floyd fan. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. This is, this is objectively a very beautiful song. Like, it's incredibly touching and it just goes through so many different passages, but I have no desire to ever hear it ever again. I don't, I'm okay I, with that, yeah. I, I'm okay I agree with, with that. Stay Away to Heaven existing now, but if someone ever tells me it's the best song I've ever written, they can just fuck off. I'm yeah, fucking fuck sick right to off. death of it. It's, it's, not, it's look, not even the best Led Zeppelin song. Look, it is an objectively well-crafted song. It is one of Led Zeppelin's finest cuts. Yeah, but you're right. Like you don't really need to go out of your way. You're gonna Nathan. hear it enough. Yeah, I mean, same. That was the Cure number twenty nine with Boys Don't Cry. I'm so glad like the Cure became the band they did. Obviously, like Disintegration is the greatest album of all time. But it's it's so great to just have like a little bit of this moment as well. Mm. And Boys Don't Cry is such a perfect little pop single. It's so much fun. It's so simple. The little guitar melodies are wonderful, and Robert Smith's voice just like does exactly what it needs to do it's here. Yeah, so it's just great. Yeah, I it's think just, like it's just so you, lovely. If you're stuck on a desert island, you can only pick like one band to listen to. I think the Cure would be a really good choice just because of the different emotions. Of I don't this think band. you'd last on the island very mm-hmm. long. <laughs> if you go through it chronologically, it'd be a pretty sad island. Yeah. Well, you don't. You don't like you know just listen to pornography over yeah, and over the, again. The face of If I'm stuck on an island, I'm probably going to end up doing that though. <laughs> like it's not a happy time for me. I'm going to die there. The friends of coconuts. <laughs> Baby. Yeah, how much more horny could you get? You can't get much hornier than da 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 da
fuck yeah, fuck, 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 fuck. I need to listen to the same. I'm David. Before, don't I swear I? a lot. Oh yeah, oh, it's so I, yeah. wonderful that like the three Saints songs we've discussed are all different and all exactly perfect representations of what they do so well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm 100 percent gonna go away from here and just listen to a lot of the Saints. Their, be, their best of called Know Your Product is a really great overview of their career yeah. start to finish. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. the best of? Yeah, we'll start yeah, with that because it features the song Know Your Product and the other song No Your Product. Like, like, that's great. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. No, your product, like, <laughs> your, your mate. mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The Saints are so so good. I love Chris best. Bailey. Yeah, nice. Mm-mm-mm. All right, 27, The Smiths, Big Mouth. Hey, did I mention that Queen is Dan is one of the best albums ever made? <laughs> 100% is. But this, this song is absolutely, totally bizarre. We're talking about someone who jokingly... Uh, this is this is the content of the song. It's someone who's jokingly talking about beating up their like the person that they're with. I'm assuming by saying sweetness and then saying like, "Oh no, I'm only joking by saying that." And then comparing himself to Joan of Arc when someone arcs up about it. Such a it's martyr. Com- it's completely absurd. Um, and he has Alvin in the Chipmunks like, on backing so, vocals. Yeah, it's but like like red like early warning signs already. I just feel the fact that, that you wrote this song. You're like, Morrison. Mm. But oh my god, every single piece of guitar work is here. It's one of the more high energy rocky tracks mm-hmm. from the. Queen is dead and like obviously just so such good. a great song. But and al- I love the absurdity of it, honestly. And like, also Morrissey's voice is very fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Number 26, The Only, Another Girl, Another Planet. This is by far the biggest hit for the band, The Only. Mm. And it's easy to, this is a spectacularly good pop rock song, I think. This is a, a favourite of legendary radio presenter John Peel, mm. who um, always played this quite a lot. It was one of the played on his last show as well. It's clear to see why. Uh, it's just lovely, endearing, jangly. I think this is exactly what I want from, like, endearing pop rock music. I got down with this really, really hard. Blink covered this one. Yeah, I was about to say Blink. Did they? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, how's it go? Pretty good. Yeah, nice. Which era of Blink? Like, I think it was one of the last songs they recorded before they split up the first time. The 2003 era. Yeah, like. so they recorded it for their greatest hits album. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, this original is awesome. Yeah, this is great. It reminds me of, like, Whole Wide World by Reckless Era. It's just one of those one-off, like, massive one-hit wonders that just fucking slaps. Who's John Peel? L- oh, oh, my radio. God. <laughs> you work in radio. It's just Uh, number 25. Oh my god, we're like down to the last quarter already. This is flown by. What a wonderful time. Uh, that was Machinations uh, with uh, Average Inadequacy. I've never heard this song before, but it's pretty fun. This is like a nice, I guess, like 80s. Couple of spooky boys with computers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I can tell that. Yeah, but no, it's it's good. I just never heard it before. I'm like, this is pretty good. I'm like, like I'd never heard even of it. Mm. How's mm. it like this high? You know, this came out eight years before the countdown and it beat all the other songs we've already talked it about. It beat Mather. Yeah. It beat Mather. <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it? Like, yeah. I just and just because like that cultural capital it has hasn't translated to now. To now, yeah. Because I've literally never. I'm heard sure there are songs that this. are similar to that, like songs that have came out eight yeah, years maybe. ago that we're not going to hear. Do you guys like it? Yeah. It's okay. Noise, Tom Jones, kiss again. What can we say about this song that we didn't say last time? It's fucking horny as hell. Yeah. And it's being sung by the horniest man of all time. With Out of Noise. 
That bet, oh. that's the callback. To, I can't even remember what, it, you know, but remember? Yeah. Yeah. And Tom Jones, the guy who did that amazing cover of Burning Down the House, the that's definitive right. best version of that's Burning correct. Down the House. Yeah, that's correct, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. No one's going to argue with that. No. This is, yeah, this is a, such a bizarre cover. Like, I think it works. Hey, like, he does good covers. Perfectly. Like, this is great. He does yeah. damn good covers. Yeah. 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 Uh, one that you got me onto, David. Uh, the Tom Jones cover of Leonard Cohen's Tower of Song is really beautiful. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not having a lend. It's, it's really it, it was weird, I think, for, like, people our age at a certain point. You're like, oh, it turns out Tom Jones is actually, like, a really a good, good singer. Exactly, yeah. And not just a bit of a joke. <laughs> Twenty-three radio Birdman, Aloha Steve and Dano. I love this song so much. <laughs> I can't even contain myself. It's one of my favourite songs of all time. I think it's so good. Another uh, point to be made about Australia, you know, starting punk. Radio Birdman. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. Who I'd like to be addressed by their full title, Radio Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, I mean, the woos are so, so good. I love the way that they combine surf culture with punk. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's, so, that's such a cool cultural love kind of thing yeah. to, to put together. And also just the Hawaii Five-0. Yeah, it's just a Hawaii. Yeah. Like, they just yeah. love Hawaii Five-0. <laughs> yeah. And they actually had to get permission to do that and they had to pay money to use that. Oh, man. They they Hawaii Five-0 should be so lucky. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because yeah. 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 they came clean and actually said to them, we want to do this. Otherwise, <laughs> You know, like yeah. maybe it would have flown under responsible. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. REM, the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. Uh, David, you'll be with me here. There's probably a reason this is one of REM's best known songs. And Fuck I yeah, think I love this song. Because... I really fucking love this song. This song is fucking awesome, man. I love this fucking song. I hope you guys really like it as well. Motherfucking fucking fuck. Fuck. I don't know Everybody any other it. words. Everybody yes. loves it, right? It's just yeah. one of those, like, but yeah, it's kind of, of anticipated. Yeah. So great. Uh, people always say the lyrics kind of stream of consciousness, but I think they're really, really intelligent. No, really, yeah. They're really like, well crafted. Saying that, like, like, and I feel fine, it isn't. It isn't like the band or Stripe that feels fine. It's the polluters and the people who are fucking killing the world mm. that feel fine. Oh, I never thought of it that. Yeah, mm. I think I just thought I thought it was just like nihilistic. It's just kind of like cool, whatever. There's part of that in the second half when yeah. he does like Leonard Bernstein. Um, yeah, right. yeah. But honestly, yeah, it's such a good song. So good. It's rap. Face it. <laughs> Uh, 21, Aretha Franklin, with respect. This is like, yeah. Yeah. It's just the best. Obviously. Yeah, like, like, Aretha Franklin shit. is just the best, and this song is just the best. And the band is so good, and they're just wrapped around her finger. All the backing vocalists as well. Like, oh, the backing oh. vocals make this song. It's suck just it to beautiful. me, suck it to me, suck it to me, suck oh it to me. Oh, my God. It's yeah. just like everything about this is perfect. It's so wonderful seeing, uh, like, because whenever any list of the best songs ever, A, incredibly white, incredibly male, incredibly Western, but having a black woman here, it's just like, yes. Fucking broaden your fucking taste a little bit because yeah. this is yeah the, a, a look black at the woman shit. yeah like vouching for equality yeah. and yeah. Look, yeah. look at the shit you'd miss out on if you were like blind to this kind of stuff because this is so perfect and so much fun. It's just I don't know so about you guys, fun. but I don't see color, man. I don't see race. Also, just the thing in in because in the song she's she's the one with the money, yeah, and yeah. she's just like and we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for the great leap forward. The fucking king, Billy Bragg, 20, waiting for the great leap forwards. Um, Billy Bragg is one of the reasons I write, sing, and perform music. 
I've seen him four times and I've gotten to shake his hand and say thank you and he was very polite and very nice. Um, yes, what can I say? He's the voice of the people. He always will be. He's my fucking hero. You know that Ricky Gervais bit about like uh, helping a truck back up and it makes you really blokey? You're right, you're I right. I think doing that to Billy Bragg driving the truck would be the peak of class consciousness. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Do you guys like this song? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a sick song. And it's this is like compared to the other one I said, which is more romantic. This is like him just channeling his fucking socialist ideals. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Adam. I need to listen to Billy Bragg more. Yes. Yeah. I'll make your playlist. <laughs> All right. Two playlists. Good. Merry Christmas. Hey. <laughs> Uh, that's The Cure with Primary, number 19, Andrew McDonald. Why don't you just take the floor, mate? Again, another one of their perfect songs. And, like, perfect the, song. those perfect early song. Cure songs, those first three records, when they were, I guess, like, along with, like, Joy Division ilk, mm. like, Simon Gallup is just the best bassist, right? Like He's, he's so just, good. Just, oh, he, not in Steve, terms of ability. Steve Harrison from Iron Maiden would, uh, <laughs> would probably give him. What's it with you and Maiden? I'm going through a thing you, right now, man. Do you think it's it's uh, relevant at all that there have been zero Iron Maiden songs in this countdown of the best songs of all time? Shame. <laughs> shame. Shame, shame. Yeah, well, be- and also, there's still some songs to go, Nathan. Well, that's true. <laughs> Maybe they'll dominate the top ten. This song is, this song is so justice. good. This is like peak this era of The Cure. Yeah. So Number of the Beast is good, too. Fuck. Peak Cure. <laughs> Number 18, The Clash, London Calling. We're getting to that point at the tippy top of the playlist where criticism is kind of never going to happen because this is just like the lead single from their third record where they were changing what the idea of what punk rock could be in the UK. There's not a huge amount of like punk energy. So that they, well, there is punk energy, but not so much of the simplistic styling of it. There's post-punk energy here. Super fucking clever. It's got the lyric that says, we ain't got no swing except for the ring of that truncheon thing. Just after truncheons were established as the weapon that the cops would beat up the punks with, yeah. this song owns. Yeah. Yeah. I do hate it every time London is used in like anything. It's people so lazy. always use yeah, London so, Calling as a song. We're or off to London. Have you guys listened to? No, it's fine. Yeah, Give London Calling is like one of the best albums ever. Yeah. Yeah. And this song as the op- like opening track is just incredible. Uh, it's so... Oh, 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 oh! And we'll never know. Number 17, Sex Pistols with Anarchy in the UK. And if the, if the Clash are the best punk band the UK ever produced, then surely Sex Pistols are a very good band as well. Um, no, like, this is a good song. Um, it's yeah, fun. I think, I think we've covered all three of their good songs. Yeah, we, we really have, haven't we? No, yeah. man, we, we don't have Sid Vicious version of um, I Did It My Way. Oh, fuck <laughs> me. Um, while like this, I've, I think this is their podcast episode where I re- rate Joey Rotten's voice heaps hard, but I really like him this at the very end of it when he goes, is this the IRA? <laughs> and he just, right. his voice goes to shit and like, that's the take. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine anyone pulling him up and just like, you know, anarchist and antichrist don't actually fucking <laughs> rhyme, dude. He does pretty well with it. And a case. You just yeah, have to think is. all the production staff hated them. <laughs> so whenever they did that take. Elvis. Elvis Costello. Elvis. Yeah. 
How how did this Elvis get more songs in than the other Elvis? Uh-huh. Well, Probably the more famous Elvis. This is a beautiful song. It's it's, it's a great man, song. That, I was just thinking, and a beautiful Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> it's my my Elvis. Yeah. Nothing but respect, respect for, for my Elvis. Elvis. <laughs> yeah, I am Costello over Presley, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Nothing. Everything. Fair enough. That's a fair enough. Elvis call. Costello for Prime Minister. Yeah, Vegas. this was like kind of the main single from his first release, and it's just so beautiful and heartfelt and tender. I can't believe this is the same person who did "I Want You." Yeah. yeah. Or pump it up. Or pump it yeah. up. About jacking it. Or watching yeah. the detectives. About or fucking, detectives. I don't know, fucking What's So Funny About Peace, Love and Understanding. Or let's name some more songs. Um, 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 the um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. And... I don't know. Fuck! He's a good one. He's one of the good ones. <laughs> On the floating ship's ocean, I did all. Are you sad or are you just tired? It's, it's so been all- beautiful. You're just crying. It is again. so beautiful. 15, yeah. this mortal coil song oh. to the siren. Um, in case you haven't heard that song, that that 10 yeah. seconds, it's just that. It just keeps going like that. It's number 15 and this tender, beautiful, quiet, heartfelt, serene thing made it this high into the countdown. Voters... Unexpected. They give yourselves a yeah. bit of a pat on the back. Give, give because, yourself uh, a reverse noogie. Quick, quick. Uh, <laughs> take one noogie off the... Pat off your the, head gently. Off right. the tanook. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> this model coil were a band assembled by a 4AD label and they had a rotating lineup of singers, including uh, Cocktail Twins and all these like, legendary hip like that. Mm. One of the early kind of dream pop, gothic, post-punky collectives. Perfect. And really good. It wasn't a rock. That was number 14. Down, down, down. It is uh, good just to have two really tender, beautiful songs back to back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just threw the atmosphere away. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This is really high. That's a breakneck change as well. But this is like, look, obviously this song is incredibly fun and silly and naff and it's groovy and it's your new way of post-punky way. This is the only song. I, like ever. I really hope that during this countdown, someone was getting ready, just like Mortal Core is playing. He's like, this is it. I'm going to tell her that I love her. I'm going to do it. Honey, I have something to tell you. What is it? Rob, stop. We were at the beach. Everybody had magic towels. Honey, honey, I'm in love with you. You're what? Mum, Dad, how did you guys get married? Well, we saw a fate inside. Is that the Peel Sessions? I like that version. Bad yeah. yeah. And number yeah. 13, uh, The Smiths, the, This Charming Man. This is like, this is, a, ah! I think, one of the best, one of my favorite Smith songs. Yeah, me least. too. Very yeah, fun. Yeah. It's got like, you know, I could go out tonight but haven't got a stitch to wear, which is like one of the best Smiths lines. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, Morrissey's at his best when he's doing that kind of self-loathing yeah. kind of thing. Because we all want to loathe him, but, so but, when yeah. he gets in on it too. <laughs> but also, but almost, it's, it's, it's almost, it's so, the difference between The Smiths and The Cure in terms of lyrics, one of the key differences is sincerity versus irony, irony and the Smiths are the irony band. Yep. And it's so, it's yeah. fun. It's fun to lean into the irony sometimes yep. and they do it really well here. That's right. Johnny, yeah, like playing like 45 billion fucking, he sounds like three guitarists playing at once. Yeah, yeah. Also that Facebook group, um, videos of Shiba Inu's dancing to this charming Oh my God, perfect. Like to 
gone down. Everyone has slow dancing at the at the school disco. Um, yeah. Maybe it's time to tell her you, you love her again. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, <post>. what? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's time. I don't know. Oh, good God. Uh, Shivers, The Boys Next Door, uh, coming in at number 12. What a beautiful song. Fucking I think there's an argument to be made that Nick Cave peaked here, especially because he it's, even, it's written by Roland uh, S. Howard. Howard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The late, great Roland S. Howard. Yeah. Uh, honestly, what a timelessly beautiful song. There's never a wrong time or place to hear this absolutely incredible piece of music. One time I saw a Roland S. tribute band and Adelita from Magic Dirt sang this song and it was really good. Oh, oh man, that's beautiful. That yeah. really I saw good. Brett Daniel from Spoon sing this uh, nice. with Divine Fits. Um, they covered it for oh, their album. Right. It was really good. Very covered song and for a damn good reason. Okay, 11, the go-betweens, Cattle and Kane. Future me, with time, is going to become the biggest go-betweens fan. Just, it just <laughs> I look forward to that so right. much. Um, You're going to be me when I was 15. Yeah, man. But like, it started already with this song. I remember when I first found it. It was one of those moments where mm. I just played it again and yeah. again and again and again. And it was actually um, during the time where, where we were putting together Nathan like a, a the best Australian songs of all time countdown just for mm. our oh, yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. We were all we all got together and made our own hottest one hundred countdown from our friends' votes to listen to um, and hang out with and have a good yeah. time with. And you know, I think I ended up voting for this. I just want to say, holy just, hell, yeah. it's great. Sorry, I just want to say, Paul Kelly when he said when he first heard this song. On the radio, he had to pull over. That's yeah. how Paul Kelly said that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Right. Uh, if, if we're going to appropriate the eighties, maybe appropriate this and his guitar tone, guys. Oh, Thank and you. that bass, <laughs> that bass. This bass. The Cure, A Forest at number 10, one of the best songs ever recorded. This is the By anyone. This is the original wave of post-punk done to a absolute perfect T. This is like brooding and mean and bass-driven and throbbing and haunting, but ultimately inviting. I think that's something that The Cure have always done very, very well, better than other post-punk bands. How horny do you think it is? Not horny at all. (laughs) Not horny enough? But but I think what it does do so well, which is in the story of the song about getting lost in the forest, is it invites you in to get lost in it, which again, The Cure are great at creating like ungrounded songs that you can just get swept away in and I think this song does that very well. I think it's interesting you touch upon the relationship of The Cure's work being inviting at the same time as dealing with like the the extremes that they do. I think that's really interesting and and delicate and definitely part of their craft. This is my favourite song when I was a teenager and will be to the day I die. Play it all the time. I didn't see it coming. (laughs) That's what she said. Um, number nine, that was the Sugar Cubes with Birthday. And we get some early Björk in here. This is nice. Between that and all the cure, it's like, hmm, that's right. Early years of the, you know, of the, the countdown once it turns to only that year. Mm. We see you. Yeah. We know what's going on there. This song's great. Like, dude, yeah. It's, I, I, I remember like someone showing it to me in when I was in like year 10 or something. And I, was just I remember like, seeing this on Rage shit, and being like, what? that's little Björk. Oh my God. I'm going through a, a particularly big time for loving Björk in my life at the moment. Have you heard the Sugar, Sugar Cubes records? You know what? I, I don't think so. I'm not Get as familiar it. with Get it. Get on it. Get on it. You'll love be. it. But it's just like, we, we need to celebrate Björk every Andrew, chance. Andrew, you don't like Björk, but do you like this day. song? This is nice, but I'm, I'm, it's, I, I don't entirely see why there's so much hype. I like it fine. Oh, I can tell you why. Ah! Talking to a stranger, Hunters. 
Mm. I love a bit of Hunters, don't they? I love them Hunters. They were like the Soundgarden of 1989. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or the Wolf Mother or the fucking Violent Soho or some shit. Actually, that's a good through line. Like, yeah, without fucking Hunters, there would be no Wolf Mother or Violent Soho, you know? They were paved waivers. (laughs) Wave the path. Um, Yeah, this song is incredible. It's so long. Like, it's an epic, like... Mm. It's amazing. But yeah, holy shit. You guys dig it, yeah? Damn fine. It's always great to sing Hunters here, and they just have way more depth and variation than their hit singles would imply. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This I is, like, I it's just there's like, so much to this band. Yeah, no, absolutely. But again, it's just that really, like, that's such a rough, like, heavy... Okay. That is the Smiths. How soon is now coming in at number seven in the Triple J Hottest 100 of all time? Nineteen. I didn't realize Charm did come out this early. Like, <laughs> if the first thing you thought was remember the we talked about the band that did that cover? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, man, it's just like Johnny Marr, like Morrissey Shaw. I mean, like he has that amazing line: "You go and you stand on your own. You leave on your own. You go home and you cry and you want to die," which is one of the best Smiths lines ever. Oh, best perfect. line. One of the best. Oh, lines I don't love. I love ever. it. I love it to death. But yeah. so good. Everything that happens with the guitar in this song is mind blowing. I, 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 I feel like so good. I feel like with this, without this song, people wouldn't rate Johnny Marr as a guitarist as greatly as he is. Because mm. this is by far the best thing he ever recorded. And it's such yeah. an outlier for the Smiths. Yeah. Like it's, mm, it's, mm. it's a miracle. A Christmas miracle. Yes, damn it. It's a holiday in Cambodia. The Dead Kennedys holiday in Cambodia. I uh, was saying when we spoke about Lard, how Jello was a genius, how the Dead Kennedys were about as great as punk music could possibly be, and this is exactly why. This is biting, fun, satirical, with a mean as hell edge, making fun of like the the rich poor who talk about who thinking they know what working class suffering is and can still indulge in vacations. Well, maybe you should take a holiday to the fucking killing fields of the Khmer Rouge, man. And it's so oh, biting man. to write that song. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love this song so, so much. It's, it's, it's just perfect. Like, this is one of my favourite songs ever. Yeah. Like, 100%. Like, there's nothing about this song that isn't incredible. Like, and, and like, East Bay Ray's guitar the whole way oh, through. yeah, baby. Like, you talked a bit about, like, combining punk and surf culture. Like, Dead yeah, Kennedy's was so good yeah. at bringing that weird... Surf rock guitar. Surf rock in guitar punk. into this really frantic tick tick tock Number five, the top five. This is uh, New Order. Blue (laughs) Monday. Blue Mumbo. Number five. Blue Mumbo number five. (laughs) This I mean this yeah, like how do you even this song is just incredible. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, well done, New Order, for making two of the best songs to ever come out of the eighties. I guess so. Ever. You know? Yeah, well, anyway, it's so anywhere. interesting seeing like a, like like how like like how could you go on after Ian dies from Joy Division and make yeah. more music, and then you recon- you reconstruct your sound and make music like this, and it's so so perfect. Yeah, this is yeah. Just, it's post punk. There's nothing dance, like it. Groove yeah. like sexy. And you have to, yeah, yeah. Oh, everything. And you have to listen song. to the twelve-inch version because that's the that's yeah, the yeah. definitive version. Yeah, and they've re-recorded a few times, and it's a varying levels of success. But, but this original is the perfect. This is a singular moment in music. More fucking jam, baby. Number yeah. four. That's entertainment. I and loved a bit of jam. 
And this song is fucking great. Like, um, yeah, I used to play this song when I went busking. I love this song. Oh, right, man. Yeah, it's classic. Sweet. How old were you when you Oh, were doing God, that like movie? 17, 18? Yeah, thereabouts. Oh. So, so you got into the jam early? Because, I mean, I have to admit, I don't know them that well. Well, I got into them relative early for me. Like there was, they were split up for several years. But after, after well, right now, yeah, I was yeah, born, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, 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 I like you know the hits of the jam and stuff like that. Amazed, their biggest hit, a town called Malice, did not get in the countdown. Mm-hmm. That is quite peculiar. But um, no, this song is very, very good. You guys like it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a great song. Why don't I listen to the jam more? That's a really good question. Yeah, I need to explore. But I've never heard a full jam. Record. Do you guys want a playlist? <laughs> I'm just really horny for playlists yeah. right now. Well, I'm an album guy. Okay. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh man, we're getting so quick. But what the fuck is this? Kind of. <laughs> Just like, oh, we're expecting the classics right now. Here we go. What? Uh, so this is the the or the 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 the. the. Uh, the v, the, the. There's absolutely <laughs> no way to really say that properly. It's a terrible name. It's, um, it's actually Matt Johnson. It's a one man kind of deal. It's yeah, right. your this, mate. This guy. He, he. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy uh, lived above a pub where a lot of musicians came to tour and at the age of 15 started becoming a musical overachiever yeah, himself nice. and proved it by making most of the song a giant ass piano solo. To be fair, it kicks ass. Yeah. Um, Do you guys know this song though? No, no. I've never heard of it. It's number three. It, yeah. It's weird. Burr? Uh? And it's I, mostly piano. I guess they can't all be zingers, but like it's not, not a zinger. It's not a zanger. <laughs> what? Indeed. Number two, Hunters and Collectors with their most iconic song, Throw Your Arms Around Me. I've mentioned before my nostalgic love for Hunters, uh, but and in the podcast main, um, but this is exactly why I listened to the song so much as a child and growing up, and it's just beautiful and warm and embracing everything a, a sincere love song should be. But like in, in a way that's like honest and human and real, just saying like, Shade your skin, let's get started. Like that, that could be crass, but it's just honest. It, this is so beautiful. Mark Seymour is a genius writing yeah. this song. I love that so much of this countdown has been dominated by like incredible Australian songwriters between Mark Seymour and like the Go Betweens and the Saints. Like, yeah, this song is just. Number one. Yay! Don't cut too long. We don't have much time. Joy Division, <laughs> Love Will Tear Us Apart. This song is perfect in showing the beauty and triumph of human misery and being alone and never being able to form a perfect bond with another person in the world. Everyone else, go. Exactly that. Uh, Ian, yeah. sad, miserable man, and he channels that into beauty, and it's so brave. Like, he died way too young, it's but so God, brave. I love him. Can you imagine this being the biggest pop song in the fucking UK? Like, it's mind-blowing. That's a good UK. Yeah. Adam? Oh, look, everything you said. Like, it's it's almost hard to, to kind of dissect and talk about because it's so raw and so oh. pure. Yeah, and it was the last yeah. thing that he did properly. This was the end of it. Made made so special by context and by the man that he was. Yeah, yeah definitely. We did it! We're, yeah. Holy shit! We Woo! did it! Mary Krimbo. Mary, yeah. Oh, my God! 
So does that prove that maybe we spend too long talking about songs normally? <laughs> <laughs> we could have caught up by now. <laughs> could you imagine? We could that be ahead. Really hard we could be making our own. <laughs> we could be making our own countdown. <laughs> Overall thoughts. It speaks to my musical preference, and I loved a lot of the songs here more than I would any any contemporary countdown. And also, all time gives you a broader spectrum of things. Uh. You can't even say like, well, they don't make up in Triple J anymore because it's not like Triple J were constantly playing Hendrix. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, I just wish that there was more '80s post punk music all the time <laughs> genre wise like it's just dominated by a few different styles I mm, think that yeah. speaks to the people listening to Triple played, J yeah, being yeah, yeah. a much closer group than yeah. you look at even the countdowns we've been talking about but certainly the ones today it's they're very eclectic stylistically. There's like a lot of genres in there. Whereas you mm. can kind of, if you took post punk as one, you'd probably have like easy half the countdown. Yeah, yeah. So. It speaks to what um, I guess alternative meant at a certain time as well. I'm pooped. Yeah, yeah. that was. I already realized at the end of it. I just want to say <laughs> there were not enough horny songs in that countdown. Like I think we in, need we need to do in a, a magic Christmassy way. Yeah. all of the songs were horny songs. <laughs> Well, this is us, Hottest 100s and Thousands, Adam Buncher, Nathan Harrison, Andrew McDonald, Santa Claus, wishing you a very horny Christmas. Uh, hope you've enjoyed uh, our Christmas episode. Have let a us, wonderful Let us know holidays. what you thought yeah, about it. Yeah, hit us, hit us up is... and tell us, was the experiment a success? Did you enjoy listening to it? Should we never ever Should do we never do this again? We'll, we'll, we'll be back with regular episodes in the new year. Your yeah, regularly absolutely. scheduled program. Same thanks. bat time, same bat channel. Yeah. Thanks to FBI for having us. Thanks to Dan particularly for helping us set up for this We'll Big see thanks to Nathan for um, spearheading your... the idea yeah. and uh, doing a lot of the legwork to get it happening. Thanks, yeah. Man. See you all Absolutely. in the new year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Everything is good for Christmas. For all time. Of all time, baby.